0: Good morning, welcome to our daily word and prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along today with us on this Monday morning. As we get into the Word of God, talk about it, and allow God to transform our lives through it. The Bible is filled with principles, teachings, precepts, commands, promises, and stories, or true historical accounts of, mir- of the miracles and actions of God. One that I had not heard of before I visited Israel was Hezekiah's Tunnel. I'm beginning a little series here for the next couple of weeks where I'm going to talk about some of my favorite spots that I visited in Israel and some of the experiences that we had or learned from visiting those locations. And Hezekiah's Tunnel is a place I had not even really heard about, I don't think, prior to my visiting there. And so when people were excited about seeing it, I didn't have much interest in it the first time I went there, the first two times I went there actually. Third time I decided I'm going to check it out because, you know, everybody else seems so to, it seemed like such an interesting experience. And when we go to Israel, that's one thing we want to do is have actual experiences in the places where God did great things. Oh, am I glad I went and visited. Hezekiah's tunnel is written about in Second Chronicles 20. What was happening here is the Assyrians were about to come, and they were going to besiege the city of Jerusalem. They would besiege it, means you surround it, you don't let food in, you don't let uh, provision in, you, you basically starve the people into submission until they surrender. And Hezekiah, Hezekiah knew this was coming, and he knew that Jerusalem would need a, uh, access to water. you got to have water to live. And so he arranged in the 700 B.C., they dug this tunnel. And the tunnel provided water from the Gihon Springs into the people of Jerusalem. Now, it's pretty amazing because Hezekiah's tunnel, I've got a picture of us walking down into the tunnel here. It goes as much as 140 feet underground. That's pretty deep. And it's about 600 yards long, about 600 football fields long. I think exactly 1,750 feet, just short of six football fields. It winds around a little bit. If it were a straight line, it would be about a thousand feet, but there's some curves in it. This tunnel, because they had to dig it quickly, they had to get, they knew their Syrians were coming, and they dug it, they went from both sides, and somehow are you ready for this? This is an incredible engineering marvel. Because they didn't have GPS, they didn't have the instruments we have in our day. This is 700 BC, almost three, 3 millennia ago. And they dug this tunnel from different sides and it met they met in the middle. They dug through rock. It's dark down there. We have elect we have electrical, you know, flashlights I don't know how they even lit the place. they would have had fire, it would have consumed all the oxygen. And somehow they constructed this tunnel, 600 yards long, 140 feet deep. You go down these stairs to get to it. We walk through it, and water runs through there. It slopes at just the right pitch throughout so that the water would run into Jerusalem and the people would have what they needed to survive. I don't think I've, I mean, you know, I've seen some engineering marvels of great buildings built, or I mean, I think a ship or a plane or engineering marvels, but this was done before they had modern instruments, and they dug through this rock, and they met in the middle, not only at the right height, but at the right, they didn't pass one another. I mean, it really is a pretty spectacular thing, I and I don't know if we know to this day exactly how they did it. I would say it was a miracle of God and God's provision. I enjoyed walking through. There was cold water. It was dark. It was kind of a neat experience, to be honest. Going through Hezekiah's Tunnel was—it was better than any amusement park ride I've ever been on. And I've actually rafted the Grand Canyon. And I would say going over some of those rapids in the Grand Canyon, this had just as, just as much, about as much excitement to it. Walking through there. But we learn important lessons about this. One is, remember, these people were facing—they were going to be starved to death. They were going to be—the city was going to be under siege, and as such, they would die unless they surrendered. And so they saw it happening, and they prepared. You know, Scripture reminds us that God is our provider, and on one hand, we should not be worrying Matthew 6.31-33 through 33 says this, Do not worry then, saying, What will we eat, or what will we drink, or what will we wear for clothing? For the Gentiles eagerly seek these things, but your Heavenly Father knows that you need these things. But seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. That's Matthew 6.33, the promise of Jesus Christ. And then in Philippians 4.19, Paul also tells us and my god will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus we can have this promise from God but that doesn't negate our role god is our provider but that doesn't mean we just sit on the couch and trust you know think that somehow it's going to fall from heaven for us we have in, in for instance proverbs talks to us proverbs the book of success in the bible defining success and helping us know how to achieve it We're told here, go to the ant, O sluggard. I would hate to be called a sluggard. What a name! What a what a eh, what a terrible name to be called. Go to the ant, O sluggard. Observe her ways and be wise. It's not a bad idea sometimes to go out and just watch the ants at work. If you've got them in your driveway or somewhere, watch how they work. Observe her ways and be wise. Which, having no chief officer or ruler, prepares her food in the summer and gathers her provision in the harvest. We read again then in Proverbs 22, that a prudent man sees the evil and hides himself, but the naive go on and are punished for it. There's this working together. When when we think of the future of preparation and of provision, there's this working together that requires us to on one hand realize that God is our provider. This is why we pray for our daily bread. We ask for God to provide for us. But we also step forward and do our part and put forth our own effort. We realize God gives us the strength, God gives us the wisdom, God gives us the smarts, but God but we got to do our part and we trust God to provide as we do. I say this because as I'm preparing this message, I am reminded of all the warnings we are receiving these days about upcoming food shortages. We've seen it, you know, a couple of years ago, a, a shortage of toilet paper. We just weren't prepared. Now, my goodness, this baby formula problem, this baby formula shortage, and I can't think of many things more scary than if you're feeding your baby via formula to not have access to it. I mean, you can't just say, well, just baby, go eat some fruit, or I've got some hamburger here for you. They're limited in what they can eat, and if they're not breastfeeding or nursing, then my goodness, what do you do? That's a scary thing, I would think, for a a parent who wants to care for their child. But we're constantly being warned. News stories almost every day now coming out of upcoming food shortages and economic challenges in front of us. Brothers and sisters, I just want to say, let's be prudent. Be wise. Don't be caught off guard. Make sure that you are prepared for the future. I'm, I, I don't have all the details on how to do this. I can't tell you what I've done other than Roz and I are constantly saying, let's just keep storing up a little bit extra because we're warned. The biblical example, of course, would be how God told Joseph. They had seven years of plenty. And he said in Egypt there will be seven years of famine. They prepared during that time of plenty so that during that time of famine, they, they weren't destroyed like so many others were who weren't prepared. So I, I'm not prophesying the future. I'm just reading the headlines. And I'm saying, brothers and sisters, let's us in our lives make sure that we're prudent, wise, going to, the, going to the ant, not being a sluggard, realizing our God is our provider. But part of provision is to be wise to see what's coming. Hezekiah saw what was coming. And he saw because he saw what was coming, he realized, we need a source of water." And they put forth their effort, and they were, I'm sure they had to work hard. My, this was probably a gargantuan effort that he mobilized the people to, to build this tunnel to provide water to the city of Jerusalem. It is an engineering marvel, but the lesson, I think it tells us, our God, our God will come through for us. He came through for them. But I'm sure they put forth an effort. They planned, they prepared, they made, they, they put forth their effort and God blessed them as a result. Father in heaven, we do bless you today and we thank you and praise you that you are our provider. Even in times of difficulty, Lord, your scripture, you've always provided for your people in times of famine, in times of judgment, in times of catastrophe. You, you are a provider. And yet, Lord, when we have warnings on the, when we have people sounding the warning, and we just read the headlines and we read read the stories of of potential food shortages and disruption and fertilizer prices and gas prices and food going up and, and uh, the uh, crises that are being predicted upon the in our future, Lord, I pray we'd not be caught off guard. I pray we'd be adequately prepared. I pray, Lord, that we would see the evil. And not go on naively, but we, as we see that coming, that we'd be ready for it. Ready to provide and protect our own families and also, Lord, to be a blessing for others. We pray for wisdom in this. I, I don't have all the answers. I just pray for wisdom. I pray you'd help. some, Lord, I'm just used to this time of abundance you've given us. We've had far more than seven years of plenty. And so this is what I'm used to. And I pray, Father, help us to have the foresight to be prepared for difficult times that could come in our future. We pray this and bless you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. So I told you I'm doing this series here on Israel in the next few days, next couple of weeks. We are planning another trip to Israel. And um, we've I've missed the last two years that we weren't able to go due to the COVID and the lockdowns and so on. But Israel's open now. Vaccines are not required and, and it's open again for tourism and religious pilgrimages. It's a wonderful trip we have there. If you are interested, go to my website, TomThePreacher.com. Click on the Israel icon at the top right corner and check out the information. If you're interested at all, fill out the registration. That doesn't mean you're going. That just means you want more information. You want us to be in touch with you with details of what's involved. And you want to be kept in the loop as the preparations begin and you're making decisions, decision. I hope you join us. It's a great trip and I'd love to have you come along. So here we're here every day and if you're new today, I bless you. Thank you. Thanks for joining me. I hope you come back every day. Click that subscribe button. Hit that notify button. I'm here every morning at 8.30 a.m. live but sometimes we have other videos that we post as well and if you'd like to be aware of them and know when they're coming, make sure you hit that notify button. Tell your friends. We're not once a week, once a month, once a year, or just when I feel like a Christians. We want to be everyday Christians. and We know that to do that, we need to be in the Word of God and let the Word of God feed our soul day by day. That's why we're here. uh, So until we meet tomorrow, might the Lord bless you, strengthen you, make his face shine upon you, fill you with his spirit, give you joy and peace. Remember, you got something the world didn't give. Don't let the world take it away from you. God bless you, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.